Thank you for listening to this recent message from the Rescue Church. We pray that God will use this message to encourage, challenge, and inspire you in your faith journey. If you'd like to learn more about the Rescue Church, please visit us online at therescuechurch.com. Well, hey, good morning, Rescue Church. I want to say welcome to each and every one of you and Merry Christmas in all of our locations. Thank you for joining us on this Christmas Eve service. I want to say also a big welcome to our rescue kids that are joining us for the message today in all of our locations. Sometimes we like to just invite the kids to be a part of the service. Uh, it's kind of good for you to learn how to behave in church and how to sit there like the big people. And so, hey, kids, I got a deal to make with you. All right, boys and girls, are you listening? Here's the thing. If you can sit still and behave yourself, I'll do my best to behave myself, and, and I'll, I'll try to preach not too long, okay? We'll try and do this in a little bit less time than we normally do. So you be good, I'll be good. And for those of you that are looking around right now going, where's our notes? John always has notes for us to fill in the blanks and preach with. Like, I'm not doing notes today, all right? I want to actually kind of talk to the boys and girls and moms and dads. You can listen in. Uh, but here's the thing, kids. you got to pay attention because today I'm going to ask you multiple questions as we go through the, the sermon, and I need you to think about the answer to these questions, okay? And if you're not paying attention, you're, you're going to be so lost. So I'm going to start right away with a question, actually two questions to the boys and girls, all right? Are you listening, boys and girls? And you don't have to shout out the answer. This is just for you to think about in your own mind here, okay? But here's what I want you to answer is this. Who are some important people in your town or in your community or in your world? Like, who are some important people that you would put on a list? Think about that for a minute. I'll give you a couple seconds, but here, here's who I would answer. If someone said, hey, John, who would you put down as important people? I, by the way, I'm not talking about important to me. I'm just talking about people that our world, our culture looks at and says, these are important people. I would say people like uh, movie stars, because a lot of people see them and know them, like professional athletes, because again, they're kind of famous, or, or world leaders like the President of the United States, or the President of Jamaica, like people who have a high office, a high position of leadership, and they have a lot of influence over a lot of people, like that's who I would answer are important people. Okay, boys and girls, here's another question for you. If I gave you a message and I said, you got to get this message out to as many people as you can, I really, I want the whole world to know about this message. Like, how would you do that? How would you go about getting that message, whatever it was, out to the entire world? Some of you are probably thinking, man, I would get on my phone and I would start texting all my friends because they know everybody and they're going to text their friends. Some of you are like, I'd probably go on Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter and I'd put it there. Uh, some of you might think, I'll tell my grandma because she, she can't keep a secret about anything and she gossips all the time. But here's what I know. I, I'm guessing nobody said, you know what I would do? If I had a message to share with the whole world, I would send an angel to go tell a group of shepherds who no one really even likes and then tell those shepherds to tell the whole world. I wouldn't do that, would you? Well, guess what? That's exactly what God did when he wanted to get the message out to the world that the Lord Jesus Christ had been born in Bethlehem. And that's the story we're going to talk about today as we end this series we've been in the last few weeks called Tidings of Discomfort and Joy. We're going to talk about the shepherds. And if you've got your Bibles, I'm going to be in Luke chapter 2. 
And uh, let's, let's hear what God's Word has to say about these shepherds and the role that they played in the Christmas story, okay? Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8, Luke writes this, he says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. All right, I got to just pause here and tell you something about these shepherds. In this day and age, like people didn't like shepherds that much. They were just kind of looked down upon as not being very important people. Uh, they, because of their job, because they had to live with sheep 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they, they were not able to follow all of the religious rules that, that re, the temple required to, to worship at the temple. They couldn't do all the ceremonial washings that they had to do. People just looked at shepherds as kind of less than Kind of like dirty, like nobody, like here's the thing. No kid growing up in this day and age would say, hey, Dad, guess what I want to do when I grow up? I want to be a shepherd. Like the parents would, have, would not have been like, that's a great career goal, son. You should grow up and be a shepherd. They were just kind of at the lower end of the, the career pool, if you will. I'll tell a little story about my son, Justin. He's not in church today, so I can say this. Many, many years ago, some of you know my son, Justin. Now he's taller than me and bigger than me. But when he was just a little kid, one time we were, we were eating at McDonald's. And as we were leaving and putting our garbage in the little garbage uh, disposal there, there was a McDonald's employee bagging up the garbage. And my son, Justin, looked at me with just a, this hopeful look on his face. He said, Dad guess what I want to do when I grow up? I was like, what's that, son? He's like, I want to be a McDonald's worker. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with being a McDonald's worker, but most parents would hope that if their kid starts working at McDonald's, that someday they, they get a job that maybe pays a little bit more and they move up the ladder in the career. But, but so I was just kind of like, what? That's an okay goal, son. But maybe, maybe between now and then we'll have some higher aspirations of a career than just being a McDonald's worker your whole life. That's what the shepherds were. People kind of looked at shepherds as like, just that's not a job that you want to do. And yet, we're going to find out that it's to these very people that God showed up. Now, I got another quick detail. The dads and moms may care more about this. This is a really interesting part of the Christmas story I had never heard until this year. And this year I've heard it from like four different places. A little detail about these particular shepherds. A lot of commentators say that these shepherds were not just any ordinary shepherds. They actually were overseeing the flock of sheep that were used for the sacrifices in the temple. Remember, like in the Old Testament, like every day there were, there were lambs that were slaughtered in the temple and being offered as sacrifices to the Lord. Their blood was poured out as a payment for the sin of the people. And so there was a whole herd of sheep that they would bring those sacrifices from this flock, most likely. And, and that's to me, is really a powerful thought to think that this, these shepherds that oversaw the, the sheep that were used as sacrifices in the temple, they were the first ones to hear about the Lamb of God being born into the world. Remember what John the Baptist said about Jesus? He says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's a pretty cool thing. Pretty neat thought to me. Okay, kids, are you ready? Got another question for you. Just And you can play along with this one if you want. I just want you to think about if you were like sleeping in your bed at night or maybe you're out camping with your family and it's late at night and you're sitting around a campfire 
and it's dark, and all of a sudden an angel shows up, and there's this big bright light. I just want you to like show me what would your face look like. Go ahead, like look around, let everybody see how your face would look like if you were scared to death. My face would probably look something like. Like that. I don't know. Like, I would be terrified if I was out by myself or with a group of shepherds and all of a sudden this angel shows up with a blinding light. Here's another question for you kids. I want you to think about this. How would you feel? Think about this. How would you feel if, like, let's say you're at school and you get called to the principal's office, your name comes over the loudspeaker and they're like, Kirti Pickard to the principal's office, please. Like, how would you feel in that moment? Because I don't know if you've ever got called to the principal's office, but like when I was in school and my name came over the loudspeaker, it was rarely because of something good that I had done. All right, so imagine getting called to the principal's office thinking you're going to be in trouble, and yet when you get there, the principal's like, you know what? I've got this amazing gift for you that I want you to have, and they actually have good news to share with you. How would you feel? You'd probably go from feeling terrified and scared, like, oh, I'm going to be in so much trouble to, wow, I just got this awesome gift. Uh, I never had the second part of that play out when I was in school. The first part played out more times than I'd like to remember where I got called to the principal's office, but usually it wasn't because of anything good I had done. Anyway, let's, let's read because that's exactly what's going to happen with these shepherds in verse 9. The Bible says, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now watch this. It says, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests can you imagine this scene like here's these shepherds out in the middle of the field it's dark it's nighttime this angel shows up they're terrified there's this blinding light and an angel is speaking to them I would be scared to death they were scared to death but the first words out of the angel's mouth or don't be afraid. Fear not. Hey, boys and girls, did you know there are people living in our world today that are afraid of everything? There are adults in the sound of my voice that they deal with so much fear and anxiety about things we should not be afraid of. And what I want you to know is that because of Jesus and because of what he has done for us and because of the relationship that he made possible for us to have with the one who created us, we don't have to be afraid. God's message to his people on this Christmas Eve would be fear not. You don't need to live in fear, but instead we can live in joy. There's a few things I want you to see in this passage of scripture. Fear not, because we can have joy. Instead of living in fear, God's people can have a life of joy. That doesn't mean that nothing bad ever happens to us or that we're always happy all the time. But it means that we have a true sense of joy and hope. He said that the angel said that he brought good news. There's another word for this, the word good news. It's the word gospel. 
The angel came to declare the gospel or the good news that God loved the world so much that he was giving his son Jesus to be born as the perfect spotless lamb to give his life as a sacrifice for my sin and for your sin, that we can be made right with our God because of what Jesus did for us. That is the message of the gospel, and it's really good news. And I want to ask this. Did you catch who is this message for? Who is this good news for? The angel said it's good news for all people. Throughout all of human history, this is good news. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or Asian or native. It doesn't matter if you're a man, a woman, a grandpa, a grandma, a boy, a girl, a teenager. The gospel is for you. The good news is for all people. Whether you believe in God or whether you don't believe in God, the message is for you. That God still loves you. And he gave his son Jesus on your behalf. That's awesome. And by the way, the angel talked about peace, that we can have peace. Did you know there's people in our world today that do not have peace? They don't have peace with God. They're not right with God. They don't have peace in their family. They don't have peace in the relationships with other people in their life. And the angel said that this message he was bringing was a message about God's peace that's available where we can be right with God and where we can be right with other people in our lives. Are you at peace today? Do you have the peace of God in you? That was the message that the angel brought. So here's these shepherds thinking they're going to be in trouble, thinking that something bad has happened, and the angel's actually like, no, don't be afraid. I've got great news. There's a God who loves you, and his son has been born today in Bethlehem, in the city of David. And then the angel told them where they could find this child. So look look what happens next, verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. I just want to pause the story to point something out about these shepherds. These shepherds acted in faith. Before they had ever seen Jesus, they did not see Jesus, but they believed. I want you to notice what they said. They said, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. They spoke of it as though it had already happened, even though they had not seen it with their own eyes. They didn't say, let's go see if the angel was telling us the truth. Let's go see this thing if it really did happen. I'm guessing if a whole bunch of angels showed up in a dark night sky with a message for me, I would probably believe what they were telling me. But these shepherds acted in faith, and right away they're like, let's go see this thing that has happened. They were so excited to hear about the birth of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 17 says this, when they had seen him, look at this, guys, it says they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I want you to notice the kind of the progression of this story with these shepherds. Okay, first of all, they're just out going about their daily lives, kind of minding their own business, taking care of their sheep. It's just another normal day for them, another normal night of protecting the sheep. And all of a sudden, these angels show up. They hear this message 
They hear the message of the gospel. They believed and they acted upon the message. Then they went and met Jesus for themselves. And after they had met Jesus, after they had seen Jesus, then they went and they shared the message of Jesus with as many people as they could. I want you to notice from their story, like that's the progression that we're supposed to follow in our lives. We hear the message of the gospel. We're invited to act upon that message in faith. To have that relationship with Jesus. To come to know Jesus Christ as our own Lord and Savior where we say, Jesus, I am inviting you into my life. I accept you as my Lord, as my Savior. I am putting my faith in you. I'm believing in you. And once we know Jesus, once we've come to see Jesus for ourselves, then we are called and invited to go share that message with as many people. I want to speak again to the boys and girls, and dad and mom, feel free to listen into this. But boys and girls, remember when I asked you that question about who, who do we think are important people? And we think, well, man, people that are way up here that have big platforms of influence, whether they're famous or they're really rich or they're in a position of power, right? Those are the important people. Sometimes we might think of ourselves, who would believe me? God's given me this amazing message to tell the world about Jesus, but I'm just a kid. I'm just a shepherd. I just work at McDonald's. I'm not famous. I I don't have a position up here. I'm just this. There's something really powerful in the story that God, when he wanted to get the word out, the first person, the first people that he showed himself to were shepherds. You know what that tells me about the heart of God? tells me that God has a huge heart for those of us that see us as kind of being down here. I mean, God loves the people that are up here, but when he came with the message of the gospel, he came to the the lowly outcasts, the, the, the people in society that others look down upon. God came to them first. I just want you to know today, whether you're a boy or a girl, whether you're in first grade or second grade, or 12th grade, or you don't even want to count how many grades you're in because you graduated so long ago, like, I want you to know that God loves you, and he has a purpose for your life, and he will use you to spread the message of the gospel to people in your world, just like he did with the shepherds, where you can take the message of the gospel and share it with others. I am just wanting to know on this Christmas Eve, have you followed that progression in your life? Have you heard the gospel message? Have you acted in faith upon that message? Have you received Jesus into your life? And are you sharing that message with others around you? Listen, if you're here today and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to pray for you as I close in a word of prayer that God would just give you the courage to do that right now, that in faith you would call upon the name of Jesus. If you're part of our church family and you're like, Pastor John, I know I'm a Christian. I know I've accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior a long time ago. I'm asking you, are you telling others about him? Are you sharing the message of Christ with the world around you, with your community? My challenge would be to do exactly that. And I hope you guys have a merry, merry Christmas. Let's look to the Lord in a word of prayer today. Father, thank you for this time that you've given to us. Lord, thank you for this testimony of the shepherds, that you loved them enough, you cared of them enough, you showed up to them first with this most important message, this huge message, and you put it in the hands of the down and out 
outcasts, lowly shepherds. And Lord, I thank you that they acted in faith and that they went and saw Christ for themselves and then they shared that message with everyone who would listen. I pray that we would follow that same path in our own lives, that we would hear and respond to the message of the gospel. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here today that has never trusted Christ as Lord and Savior, that today would be the day that they finally bow their knee before you and receive you into their life to be forgiven of their sin, to have a relationship with our Father who's created us. And then, God, I pray that once we know you, once we've come to really see you for who you are, that we would take that message and share it with our friends, with our family, with our community, with the whole world. And, and Lord, I just pray that your blessing would be upon this church family as, as we go about our, our busy lives this weekend with Christmas. Lord, I pray we would not lose sight of the real meaning and the real message of Christmas. Jesus, we love you, and we're so grateful for who you are and what you've done in our life. I just pray your blessing over this church this week. It's in your name we pray these things. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Rescue Church Past Messages. To hear our messages live, head to one of our physical campuses or check out our iCampus at therescuechurch.tv every Sunday at 10 a.m.